0: Thank you for joining us on the Bethel Church Podcast, a weekly podcast designed to help you connect, love, disciple, and serve in the places you live, work, and play. Hosted by Pastor Jeremy Dean and Josh Gonsalvo. Together they share in a discussion on the matters of life, faith, and doing ministry. To learn more about Bethel Church, you can visit lovingbethel.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bethel Church podcast. We are back with a new series of the podcast kicking off. This week, we are going to be diving into a series all about worship. I am very excited to jump into this topic. It's a topic I am very passionate about and very excited to chat a little bit about. If you're new to the podcast, I am Josh, the student director here at Bethel Church. Alongside me, my co-host, our pastor, the one, the only... (laughs) Jeremy Dean. Jeremy, how are you? Oh
0: man, is it legendary? I'm, I'm doing great. I don't know if I needed that kind of intro though, but I, I'm i glad to be here. I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited to talk. I always have a fun with these conversations. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We were just joking before we started recording about how we're still a little sleepy. Uh, we're recording this on Monday. You guys are listening to this on Wednesday. Um or whenever you're listening to us, but we're releasing it on Wednesday, and we're just coming off Daylight Savings. We're a little tired. I um, I saw... I, I, I'm on the website, you may be familiar with it, called Twitter, and I enjoy Twitter, but I saw a tweet that I thought was pretty funny. I thought it was funny. You may not. Um, it was like... For years now, we've been saving up all this daylight. When are we gonna finally spend it on something? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I just thought that was very funny, and so we're still kind of feeling the the, the sleepies from um, this weekend, but. We're here, ready to talk a little bit about worship. Jeremy, why don't you just kind of give us an idea of where we're going to be going with this? Yeah,
0: so so for this next series, we uh, we really, Josh and I were talking about what, what, what series should we do next, and worship really kind of came up in the conversation, and, and really it's the most important thing about our life. It's the most important thing that we do. It's the most important thing that we engage in. Um, personally, and and together with others, and so over the next several series, uh, this next several weeks, we wanna we wanna talk about what worship is and how it's significant to our to us personally. Why why do why do we gather as a church? Why do we gather with others in worship? And really just un- unfold what what the benefits are, what the um, what the purpose is, and. Um, really sometimes what the misconceptions are.
1: Yeah, so in this series, we're going to be talking about a few different things. In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, like defining worship. We're going to define what worship is here in this episode. Uh, in next week's episode, we're going to talk about Uh, corporate worship, why that's important, what that is, what that isn't, uh, how you can engage in it, how you can, um, you know, be fully like uh, a worshiping person in like corporate worship on Sunday mornings. Uh, The the next uh, episode after that, episode three, we're going to talk about what it means uh, personally, what is personal worship like on the day to day, what uh, in your daily life, What does personally worshiping look like. And then we're going to kind of wrap it up talking about, you know, how do we worship with the people around us, not necessarily in corporate worship, but how we worship with our spouse, with our families, with our friends, neighbors, um, you know, the people that are in our lives. So that's kind of the overall scope of, uh, what this podcast series is going to be about. Like I said, I'm very excited about it before we really jump in. If this is something that you, um, you know, want to share with others? Go ahead, and you can copy the link to this, or you can copy the website address. Uh, it's all on our website, and you can share it with people. Share it on your Facebook timelines. Um, you can share it uh, directly to people that you find, fi- might find this to be a great res- resource. Resource for, um, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump on in.
0: And, and, and let me make one note too. Go if for you're it. a small group leader, we encourage you. We we have notes here on on the podcast that you can with the scripture references and things that we that we use and that we talk about, and even some things that we not even discussed that can be helpful to you when and so if if worship is something you want to talk about in your in your bible study in your small group uh, we want to give you the resources uh, to do that so click on those things uh, look at those things and find ways to talk about
1: it yeah because i mean and this can kind of help us transition in like a lot of times we think of worship and i think of worship as like one thing and that is the three songs that we sing on Sunday morning every week. And while that is an important part, and I do want to talk about that through the series, um, you know, you and your group or you and your family or you and your spouse or whoever might be able to look at this topic in a new light or just like in a refreshing light uh, to bring some good conversation uh, to what worship is.
0: Yeah, certainly, certainly. So let, let, let's dive right in and define kind of what worship is. And that's I'll tell you first, worship is a... It's a immense uh, t- uh, topic. It's an immense subject. Um, the idea of worship is really hard to to quantify. It's hard to just to, to to simply say what it is and and cover it all. Right? I mean, there's so much to think about because what we're really talking about is is a relationship with with God. Uh, you know, and, and we'll talk about why he alone is worthy of worship in a second. But um, even though we sometimes can worship other things and idolatry kind of creeps in. But, um, but the idea here of what is worship, really worship is a response. Worship is an act. Uh, I, I defined it this way. And again, this is like a minimum definition. This is the, the lowest denominator, right? It's responding to God in full adoration and submission because of his great worth. It's responding to God in full adoration and submission because of His great worth. The, the word worship that we have in English is actually derived from the word worth or giving worth or ascribing worth to something, right? It's, 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 the, it's the idea of like worth-ship, how, how worthy or valuable something is. And so what we worship or who we worship is us ascribing or responding to their greatness, to their value, to their worth, um, with our own praise, with our own devotion, our own commitments, our surrendering ourselves to it. Um, I mean, that's really uh, just the textbook kind of definition of worship.
1: Yeah, and, and you may have heard that and thought, oh, well, like, you know, yeah, Jeremy said, so responding to God in full adoration, and and that is true in terms of our biblical worship of God. A lot of times that we can, you know, replace God with a lot of things, and, and we'll get into that, you know, you may uh, find that, you know, you spend a lot of time worshiping things that are, you know, not necessarily inherently God. Um, and, and what I wanted to add to this was like, you know and it's not even adding, it's basically just reiterating, um, that worship is a response. It is a, re- an expression. It is an actionable thing. It is a posture. It is a thing you do. It is uh, worship is a verb. Um, but yeah, worship is, is an action. It is not a passive thing it is an activity is something that you engage in, in some capacity. And I think when we look at it that way, um, That, I think, from the jump is going to inform how we talk about worship. Uh, A lot of times, um, you know, when the topic of love comes up, um, people like to say, that, you know, love is not just a feeling. It is also an action. It is a verb. It's the same that goes with worship. And and those two words can be tied together, love and worship. But, um, you know, it is something that you have to choose to do. It can't be something that it's not something that just happens to you. It's not something that happens around you though. We define, like we come to worship on Sunday and that we do, um, create a, an environment, a place of worship, um, it is the worship that is the thing you're doing. There's nothing special about, um, you know, necessarily being in a place together where other people might be worshiping around you. That does not make one a worshiper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes like kind of going into the misconceptions, we think, like you said, that, that worship, we limit it to just what happens on a Sunday morning in a church service, right? Um, Um, that's, that's, that's not what we're called to. You know, if, if, if worship is a response, it's us giving full adoration and submission to something of great worth. And that happens more than just an hour uh, on, on a given day. It's supposed to be something that happens daily. And, and something that happens weekly and it's, it's really and honestly we were made to worship when we were in Genesis you know chapters one and two uh, before the fall, before sin really cursed everything and distorted who we are uh, we were made to walk with God to be with God to live day in and day out in the presence of God and understanding rightly that God is supreme that God is creator that God is uh, one that we submit to. Right and and He alone is worthy. We we sin when it did come in and distort things. It, it really it really told us the lie that uh, that that God isn't worthy, and it tried to convince us that other things or even ourselves are worthy of worship. Um, and and the truth is that that uh, we we. We give ourselves to a lot of things. You, you mentioned the word love, and love and worship really do go hand in hand because I heard um, someone say a long time ago that you worship what you love the most. And what you love the most, what you worship really drives who you are. It drives what you do. And, and, but only, only God can really satisfy that. Um what are some of the other things that we worship we we worship money what else yeah
1: I, I, I if you're asking me I can give you a very easy answer and it's the New York Mets <laughs> like <laughs> yes. uh, i I have a, a bad habit of of teetering that line and I was just thinking about this like what's the line like a lot like you you said God is worthy of our worship um there's a lot of things on earth that I would say are worthy of our attention yeah you know yeah. that that we you know very much give attention to but God alone, like you said, is worthy of our worship. And I teeter that line and, and I joke about baseball, but, you know, sometimes that's not a joke. Um, you know, I watch a lot of baseball. I spend hours upon hours watching games. It's not going to change anytime soon. But what is that line between like giving baseball and my love for that, like, you know, a lot of my attention and like on the flip side, giving God the worship that he deserves. Um, and, and I think, you know, you you asked what of the other things that sometimes that we maybe give up too much attention to our worship to i think it's rooted in this like you say god alone is worthy of our worship and i think that the things that we give a lot of love and attention and you know sometimes worship to are things that we have a belief in mm-hmm. um we have to have a belief in the things that we are worshiping and you know i spend a lot of time um you know, with Jenny. I have a belief and a trust in her. I love her very much. Like, you know, it, what's that What's that line? It's an interesting just thing to think about. But to, to turn this on to our worship of God, it's because we have a belief in God. Um, we have a belief in the promises that he makes us and belief that he, in the love that he has for us and a belief that what he's done for us is um, worthy of turning our life over to. Uh, and when we truly believe that, um, it's going to you know, overflow out of us into a, a, an action, a posture of worship. Um, it's funny. I, I, I want to make this joke because I was just thinking about it. Uh, I was talking about, you know, the Mets and, and I don't have a belief in them pretty much ever, but I still choose <laughs> to watch them all the time. Yeah, right. uh, I think deep in my heart, I have a belief in them. But but anyway, I digress a little bit. But yeah, uh, we, we worship the things that we believe in, that we trust in, and ultimately supreme over all of that
0: should be our belief and love for God. Because he's the only one that's worthy. He's the only one that can sustain. All of those other things fall short. When you read through Scripture, I mean, my, my mind went to Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. The nation of Israel really struggled with idolatry, with replacing God with something that they thought was more trustworthy and, and, and more worthy to be worshiped. And it says here, has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this! Be shocked! Be utterly desolate! Declares the Lord, for my people have committed two evils: they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. The the, the whole idea there in verse 13, those two evils that the nation of Israel committed, was that they, they replaced God, they forsook God, they 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 they, they stopped worshiping God. For who he is and what he's able to do, they stopped trusting in him, and they dug these wells to to really pour their lives into that could not that could hold no water. They, they they were broken. They they couldn't sustain. When we talk about our families, our spouses, we talk about our children, we talk about our careers, we talk about our jobs, our technology, our gadgets. You can fill in the blank of the things that we believe in, that we trust in, and we put value on. But none of them can really fulfill and satisfy and heal uh, and, and redeem as God can. Mm-hmm. And so there again, He is and He alone is worthy. All these other things are good and can be for good purposes, but He alone is worthy of our worship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that uh, kind of brings us to our next point a little bit pretty well. And... Um... And these two things kind of go hand in hand. You wrote here, like, we worship what we adore most. Yeah. Um, and I think that this these two things of God being worthy of worship and uh, us having a belief and trust in that um, also go hand in hand with the things that we adore the most or the things that we worship the most. I think we've kind of touched on this a little bit. But, you know, a long time ago, someone told me, a definition of worship that I've carried and I've said it probably on the podcast before. I've said it at church or a million times, but you know, worship is the affection of our heart and the attention of our mind uh, expressed. And I think these two things kind of cover that. Uh, you know, God alone is worthy of worship. We know that. We believe that. That we can we can conceptualize that in our minds um, and have a belief in that. And then we worship what we adore the most. The, uh, uh, the affection of our hearts um, are aligned to God or are given to God. We love God uh, because He first loved us. Um, and so it's, the, it's a, a lot, those two things, you know, our mind's attention, our belief in Him being worthy and our heart's affection, us truly having a love for God expressed to Him is worship.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and and like we said, you know, worship is not just that Sunday morning thing. It's 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 all day, every day. It's it's our 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 recognizing and 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 choosing to love God. And it really comes out of that question, do we really love God? You know, when you, when you as you're listening to this, I mean what does your relationship with God look like? You know, I mean, we, we talk about the, the logistics of, okay, is God first, or am I putting other things first? Am I giving too much attention to certain things? Or am I letting things crowd out my time that I'm not giving enough time to God? And it's easy to look at that as, let me just reorder my, my to-do list. Let me just reorder my calendar a little bit, right? Um, but that can, that can easily become just emotion. It can be, you know, just let me, let me just check these boxes off the right way. The question really is in your heart, do you love God? Do you know how much God loves you. I mean, the greatest act of love in all of history was that God himself, Jesus, came and died on that cross for you and me even when we were his enemies. He loves us that much. Do we love him? Does our love for God simply look like, okay, God, I'm going to give you an hour on Sunday? And does our love for God Really, look like the best of us, or the leftovers? Does he? Does he? Does he receive our full adoration, and and we just want to lift him up, like it says in Psalm one forty five. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. I, I came across a verse the other day in Psalm seventy three, and I've been trying to kind of memorize it, and and uh, and and it says, "Whom on earth do I have, but you?" You know, he says. He says, "You are my portion forever. There's nothing on this earth that I desire besides you." Is that do we have that love, that adoration, that desire for God? And worship really comes out of that.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's equal parts that like desire in your heart and equal parts doing it, like equal parts like um, showing that love for God through your actions and your like your the action of worship and i think that's you know a big part of this conversation um it's you know loving god and worshiping god are not just a like a state of being it's i mean it partially can be but it's also an actual like you know are we giving him the leftovers if that's the case um and you know your god time is limited to sundays and maybe an occasional wednesday or may, maybe an occasional small group um, then that's you know you know i'm not saying you don't love god but what i'm saying is that like you know i think you need to make more space in your heart for that love for god so that it can overflow out of you in in a way that's actionable often
0: yeah you know and just kind of thinking you know sometimes When we face trials and testing and difficulty, you know, we really learn what we love the most, Mm. you know, uh, and what our worship of God really is. Because when we get squeezed, when things get difficult, do we run away from God, you know, or do we run to God? You know, when things aren't going the way we want them to, when we feel like God is not blessing us the way we think we ought to be blessed, do we get angry with God or do we worship Him? And love him, and are content with what he has provided, you know. And I think I think sometimes um, just the walk of life shows us really where our love is.
1: And I think that's a that's a good conversation not to go off on that tangent. And I think that, you know, I think that if with, with without going into like too much detail, like Jenny and I walked through a difficult season, you know, recently, and on the other side of that was like was worship and through that was some of those times of being frustrated or being or wrestling with God. And I think that, you know, I would hope that as a baseline through that, cause I, cause I, I can definitely understand that um, as a baseline through that, there's still like a trust and a belief in God that, you know, somewhere is a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and I think that there can be like a worship through the tough, and the the tumble, so to speak, and the and the and the working through it. Um, you know, cause you know, I think that, you know, if you get angry at God and run away and say, I want nothing to do with this, I can't even like fathom a world where like this God would love me. I he does not deserve my worship. That that is that is the that that's not good. Um, but if there's like the I I don't even know how to like handle this right now, I'm frustrated, I'm working through like what God has for me in this time, I still think that there is a a level of worship to be had through that. If there is a, like a, an earnest wrestling, you know, so to speak. And I think that that is a belief that God is still worthy of worship in some capacity. Um, and a clinging to the love that he has for you, even if you don't feel it. Um, I didn't know. I think I was going to talk about this kind of thing, but I think it's, it's good because like, you know, I don't want someone to hear like, oh, I got mad at God. That must mean I don't love Him anymore. No, it's, you know, maybe your love for Him is so deep that like you're you you you're desperate to understand a certain thing um, or whatever anyway. So yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: interesting as we're talking about worship, what we're really talking about is love. We're talking about our love and our relationship with God. I mean, you know... And, and there like you said, there's times when we do get angry. There's times when in my in my marriage we, we get frustrated with each other, we get angry with each other, but that doesn't mean I don't love Wow, her.
1: me and Jenny never fight, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe come to your counseling sessions, Yeah. No,
0: no, no, you know, but that doesn't mean that I don't love my wife. You know, you know, and when we get angry with God doesn't mean that we don't love God, right? Um, and I love the fact that God presents himself to us as a father. You know, because he's there to protect, he's there to provide, he's there to teach, he's there to lead. And when difficult times and struggles come, he's there for us to run to. You know, we define love as, you know, doing or being to someone what they need and what, you know, whether we feel like it or not. You know, and and so if we really love God, even though we might not feel like being close to him, even though we might not feel like because it's tough and it's hard, and we have those moments of I feel like God, you've abandoned me. How far away are you from me now? All those kind of things. Uh, if we really love God, if we really worship God, we're going to continue to come back to Him.
1: Right. And 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 I want I can't stress this enough that it's not just like this feeling yeah. of love because like it is an it is an earnest effort, like intentional effort uh, on you know the day to day, the week to week, when it, you know you know, whatever that may be, like to like fight for a worship, fight for a love for God, because you're not always going to feel like it. Right. <laughs> and I think we're gonna talk about this more in the next episode. You're not always going to feel like it. You're not always going to want to, uh, but sometimes you got to just pick yourself up and, and, and fight for it. Like you, like you fight for relationships. Like you know, you talk about marriage. Like you fight for your marriage and make sure that, like you know, through the ups and the downs and the, you know, I lied. Jenny and I do occasionally disagree. <laughs> um, like you know, you fight for those things and and in those moments, I don't always want to come to a resolution. I, I like I want to just be right and move on. Um, but you know, time passes and you and you fight through those things. You work through those things and and you know, it's for the 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 better good of of the relationship in the case of marriage, but also in the relationship in case, in the case of, you know, me and God, you know, fighting for that love, fighting for that worship with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about worship being the, our response to God in full adoration, that love for God that, you know, we adore God, right? Because he's worthy of it but that leads right into what you're talking about and that's submission. It's not it's not just our full adoration, you know, in love, it's that we then obey. We submit ourselves because he's worthy. You know, and it's that it's that giving our, of ourselves to him. Romans 12:1 says, "I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present or submit your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship." Worship is a sacrifice. It's a giving up of ourselves and submitting it and devoting it to God, letting God have his way. In us and there's that you know that obedience to that where where as we live our lives whether it's good times and things are of plenty and we we feel blessed and we've got all this stuff and we're so thankful and we're so grateful and things are so comfortable that i can i can go on this vacation and go on this vacation i can go do this and oh yeah we'll get back to church in a month you know even in those times we submit ourselves to god even in the difficult times and the hard times We submit ourselves to God and we follow His lead because we trust and believe and we know and are confident that who God is and what He has promised to us is better than anything else. And and I think what that looks like is, is, is that we align ourselves to Him. You know, if we love God with all that we are, we're gonna love what He loves. We're gonna we're gonna hate what He hates. We're gonna we're gonna love who He loves. We're gonna do the things that He wants us to, to do that He expects of us. We're gonna obey His commands. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that our calendars and our agendas and our choices line up with Him and they honor Him and they glorify Him. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna submit not only personally, but we're gonna submit. Our families and, and, our, and our marriages, and all of those things to Him, because we know that that is best and that that honors Him. If you take the other side, you know, we submit ourselves to a lot of different things. You know, we were talking about those other things that sometimes can replace God as number one in our lives, you know, and whether it be the Mets or it be the Clemson Tigers or, you know, I don't know who would submit to the Gamecocks, but, you know, you know,
1: <laughs> and you wonder why you have marital uh, arguments from time <laughs> we to time, are
0: divided, <laughs> right. You know, so, you know, but we submit ourselves to all kinds of, of stuff, but, but none of those things again, can really fully, uh, you know, complete us, you know, and, and go, going, back to, to Isaiah, um, Isaiah 44, um, it says that the man, there's a man who plants a tree, later to cut it down. He takes part of that tree and makes fire to warm himself. Right? He cooks over the fire. So then he he has this tree and makes a fire and he can cook over it. He gets warmed by it. He makes the rest of it into an idol to worship and he cries out to this idol, "Deliver me, for you are my God." You know, in verse 19, it tells us that this guy is a fool because. This same tree that he cut down and he warms himself by and he cooks by, he's now bowing down to it and worshiping it and submitting himself to it and crying out to this wood to deliver him. That sounds foolish to our 21st century ears uh, here in, 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 in America, um, but we often do the same thing. We take other things and we submit ourselves to them thinking that that's going to bring us joy, it's going to bring us happiness, it's going to bring us satisfaction, it's going to fix our problems, it's going to fix our families, you know, um, but the truth is only God is worthy of it. Only God is worthy of our full submission and devotion.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and like I said, that informs the way we act, that informs the way we uh, worship, that, it, you know, because we'll say it a million times because it is an action it is an expression. Um, if we're submitting our lives to that because of a belief in it, because of a love in it, uh, that's going to dictate not just how we act on Sunday mornings, not just how we act, you know, in church settings, but how we act, uh, every day. And I think that, that brings us to kind of this last idea of what worship is, is we're looking to define this whole concept about worship being, um, both in the seen and in the unseen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So worship is our response. It's full adoration, it's full submission. And and we know that there's things that are it's visible. We can we can observe that. You know, we if we if we look at our own lives or if we look at the lives of those around us, it's easy to say that someone worships the Lord, you know, when they're singing in church and they're lifting their hands up and you know, and they, they just seem caught up in that moment. You know, it's easy to say that I worship the Lord because I open my Bible every day and I read Scripture. Um, we can say that, that person really worships the Lord because they're always at church and they're serving on this team and they're serving in this area and they're doing all of these things. You know, that person really worships God because they're often, you know, praying and, and praying for others. And you know, they, that person worship, worship, worships God because they, they, they're they generous and they give and they give sacrificially. And, and, you know, we can go on and on about all these things that we see in other people, um, or that we sometimes do even ourselves. And, and, and it could very well be true that in all that we are worshiping God. But is, isn't it also true that we can fake it, do all of those things, read Scripture, give sacrificially, go to church, be in Bible study, all these different things, and still in our hearts not be putting God first? We certainly can fake it. That's why Jesus told the woman at the well in John 4, He said that true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. The Old Testament often talks about how you know, the desire of God is not just for bulls and, and, and herds and burnt sacrifices. It's for a broken and contrite heart. God desires that we love Him with all that we are, and all of these other things are then just the overflow of the relationship that we have with our heavenly father.
1: Yeah. And this is, this is the part of it that I have fought my whole life. Like truly fought my whole life as someone who has, since I was 12 years old, I have been in front of people leading worship in some capacity. Um, you know, I sang in choir a lot. We did various things. Obviously now I I, I play in the band and all this stuff. It's something I have fought internally forever. This idea of like, okay, like, I am in, I fight the, the urge to be a performance, to be, to be performative, um, and performance based. And, and, you know, sometimes that manifests, manifests itself in me being extra performative. And sometimes that manifests itself in me, like, you know, coming to a, like a, hopefully some sense of humility towards, you know, my time in worship. And therefore I battle, uh, a, the fight all the time in like, in the unseen, like, Where's my worship time in the unseen? How am I, um, fighting for that same amount of worship that I attempt to display on a Sunday morning from Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday or whatever. Um, and so I, I think we're, we're going to talk about that, that corporate side of it in the next episode, but I think it's important to like fight for that unseen worship personally. Uh, it is, it is, Sometimes an uphill battle like and that's fine because, you know, life is life, Um, but it's a worthy uphill battle to fight for in the, you know, I often as a person like have a hard time um, like, you know, if I've struggled in something, I have a hard time trying to jump back on the train and getting and get good at it again, because I often find that like, what's the point of me starting something new that. I'm only going to do for the next two days and then give up again. Like, like what's like in those two days, am I really getting anything accomplished? But I, I, I think that, you know, it's okay to say to yourself, you know what today I am going to worship in the unseen on my own. And if at the end of the week you look back and be like, man, I just did it on Monday. Don't look at yourself as a failure. Don't look at yourself as someone that like is not, doesn't have a heart towards God. Look at someone who said, okay, I took a step and I'm going to continue to fight for that next week. And maybe next week I'm going to do it Monday. And then, you know, Monday night before I go to bed again, you know, whatever. Like, I, I think that in the unseen, it is okay to not be perfect. It's okay to be, you know, you know, you obviously like, I, I don't think staying in that place. For, uh, forever is necessarily healthy, but like as someone that if you like want to make a concerted effort, it's okay to not say, all right, I'm going to read through the Bible in the next six weeks. Like d- don't necessarily jump that head first in either. It, it is a process through life. If we're always working out our salvation, we can also be working out our, you know, worship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, going back to marriage, because marriage is a great analogy because the relationship you have with the father really is a marriage relationship. It's a covenant relationship. my when when amanda and i are working through problems or difficulties and stuff like that the best thing that we can do is come together and talk the best thing we can do is work it out together and and if I if I follow that you know and said hey you know what I was a really poor husband you know a few days ago how can I do it again and, I, and just give up man that's that's just throwing everything away right. and that's not what marriage is all about same thing with the Lord you know your relationship with the Lord is built on love and faith in Him and and uh, and so I think to really kind of close this out as we talk about what worship is I think I think the big question is is is, is how how do you love God do you love God and 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 is He the love of your life? And I, and I would encourage you, um, as we close out here, that you simply pray and ask God to grow your love for Him um, every single day. Let it, it Just just go to Scripture and find those places. Ephesians chapter 2 is a great one where you see how much God loves you, what He has done for you, what He has forgiven you of. Look back on your life and see how God has rescued you and be reminded of His great love, and ask Him to grow your love for Him in response.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that pretty much wraps us up here on the first episode of this series on worship. Like I said, next week we're going to talk about corporate worship, what it means to worship together in church. I'm excited to talk about that because uh, I think it's uh, i think it's important and something I'm passionate about, so I'm excited to jump into that next week. Um, otherwise, you can Come visit us at church on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Bethel Church here in Oakway. Uh, you can listen to all Jeremy's sermons uh, on on this podcast feed, on the website, uh, on YouTube, following Sunday morning if you miss a Sunday or you just want to hear Jeremy preach again. Um, but otherwise, we'll be back here next Wednesday for uh, the second episode in the series of the podcast. Anything else, Jeremy? No, that's good. All right. We'll see you next week.